Bueller. Bueller. Nobody puts a baby in a corner. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best that we can remember it. Absolutely. Guys, thanks for joining again this week. I got uh, Debbie, Tammy, Kevin, Charlie, and Art and myself. And last week we talked about 80s tunes that were actually cover tunes. This week, we're going to talk about artists that covered 80s songs after the fact. But before that, we're going to do a little thing we like to call 80s Rewind. So this is a part of the show where we talk about things that happened to us in the last week that had to do with the 1980s. And we'll start with Art. I'd say the part of last week, my most 80s thing was to... Uh, I switched over from my regular music playlist to my 80s playlist. Uh, I listened to it at work. And I've got my Beats headphones, and I do that to drown out all that nonsense that takes place at work. So is there is there one song that came on mm-hmm. that just, you just really wanted to turn up really hard and loud? Uh, all of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very noisy in my office. So, <laughs> How about you, Tammy? So I actually played keyboard in two bands with a local school of rock because they oh, do cool. teach adults and it's pretty awesome. fun. Uh, and between the two bands, we're actually starting to work on some new songs and a few of them are 80 songs. We get to do Purple Rain, 1999, Heartbreaker, <gasps> Still Loving You, Working for the Weekend in Separate Ways, which is my oh, favorite awesome. to play. All those it. are good keyboard songs. They are. For sure. Except for still loving you. Is that is that a there's not a keyboard yeah. in it, but I'll find yeah. a way to add a little <laughs> it's gonna be there. <laughs> it'll it'll be there. Most of the other band members are like ten to thirty years old or younger <laughs> than me. So ten to thirty years younger than me. So it's pretty cool to share this music with them. Some yeah. things they've heard before, and I don't know if any of them had heard Working for the Weekend. What? Really? How could you live wow. in America or Canada and never hear that song? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, if you're 20 years old, you know? Even still, like, I, I raise my kids better than that. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Debbie? You know, as you all know, I absolutely love music, and so I'm constantly listening to music, a lot of it 80s. But as I was putting out my Halloween lights in the front yard, I have little pumpkins that I line the sidewalk sidewalk with that are lit. I have a Halloween playlist and Mm -hmm. I had that on in the background. I'm sure the neighbors loved it. Ha ha. As I was out there listening to it, but it has a lot of eighties music on it. And I was reminded of how many good songs actually can kind of correlate to Halloween. It had thriller. Somebody's watching me, ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. man eater, Freaks Come Out at Night, Nightmare on My Street, I Want Candy, Dead Men's Party, Twilight Zone, and so on and so forth. So oh, great. it's a fun great. Halloween list. And if, <laughs> yeah. you guys are, if you guys are checking out the Facebook page, she posted that earlier. And actually, you know, you post on your own wall, didn't it you? It was on my personal page because it has songs outside of the 80s. So I didn't oh. post it on the 80s page. Just mm-hmm. strip it down and just put the 80s ones on there. I could. Someone wants to do that. like a Halloween playlist, this would be a good place to start, it sounds like. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Totally cool. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah, this goes back a little bit more than a week. I, I've been hooked on the iHeartRadio radio station, Casey Kasem's Top 40. I, I listen to it probably way too much. Uh, and I know they do repeats, but uh, anytime like 83, 84, like the Top 40 come on, I'm I'm dialed in. So that came on, I think, yesterday. So I was, I was into it. So. so are your favorite songs like... 20 through 40, the songs that maybe weren't ever quite as popular or which is your favorite? Yeah, good question. What, what I like about it is actually I'll listen to see if there's a song that was like 40 or 39 or something that I never, that it wasn't, I couldn't remember or forgot. I'm like, I remember that song and that was really good. So I think I'm listening to the 40 through 20 to kind of catch one that I haven't heard in a bit because the tw- top 20 typically are like the most common, right? So mm-hmm. exactly. I'm the exact um, same way. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Same. Uh, it's funny because some of them, you know, 40, 39 wasn't that good of a song. You know, that's as high as it made it. But you're right. There's some songs in there. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Haven't heard that yeah. one in 30 years. Versus yeah. And it's like it's brand stuff new. Here all over. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It feels brand new when that happens. I love it. It, yep. it does. I, I listened to. I, I was listening to the to the I Heart Casey Kasem thing a couple years ago, and they were starting to repeat them too much, or yeah. they would like chop them off. Like, yeah, they start going from forty to thirty, and then yeah. they'd start a new countdown. Like, so I think they have cleaned yeah. that up. The last couple of times I've listened, to it, they haven't done that. But Eighties yeah. uh, on Eight on Sirius XM does a countdown show every week. They use the Billboard charts, mm-hmm. and I, I always enjoy listening to that and some of the facts and stuff and. Every once in a while, Alan Hunter will try to do Casey Kasem, and it's just funny because he can't. Well, there's something about Casey Kasem's voice, too, that just brings me back to childhood. Me, too. You know, brings me back to his voice. Yeah, I was going to say, back to pool. Shaggy. Yeah, swimming at the yeah. pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, I listened to it over to, the loudspeaker. I listened nice. to a lot of the 80s countdowns on Sirius XM, which is cool because I'll kind of give you facts about, you know, you know, the song back then. But the nice thing with Casey was that it was in that moment. It was yeah. like when that song was out, mm-hmm. it was pre-internet. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he always talked about his research team, which now a research team is one person to go look it up on Google, you know, but, yeah. but he had this <laughs> team of researchers that would, that would do all this work for him. And it's just, it's just kind of cool to hear it in, in that moment when it was an actual hit. And then I have kind of a soft spot for the long distance dedication. Some of yeah. them are very heartwarming <laughs> and you're like, I'm getting teared up here. And like, <laughs> have you, have you felt stuff. like have, there's been some, I'm like, I would like to know what, what happened there? Like did, did these two too. get together or totally. you know, they haven't seen this person in 20 years that they ever get to see each other again. Yeah. Uh, for sure. yeah. Now so, there, I, you need to produce that television show, the reality show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That'd be a good one. What happened mm-hmm. to the long distance dedication? Yeah. If you yeah. guys ever get a chance, <clears throat> uh, get on YouTube and look up the audio of Casey Kasem losing it. Yeah. He is reading <laughs> a, a long distance dedication about somebody that lost a dog and it is oh. like beep 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 he's oh. just going on and on and on dear casey this may seem to be a strange dedication request but i'm quite sincere and it'll mean a lot if you play it recently there was a death in our family he was a little dog named snuggles but he was most certainly a part of let's come start again from coming out of the record Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo damn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what to do it for, but it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay. I want a concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a f***ing up-tempo record every time I do a Death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This a god last time, I want somebody who uses his brain to not come out of a record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a dog dying. Oh, my gosh. He is going crazy. He is furious. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's funny. You'll love it. All right, Kevin, what about you? few days ago i finished up work i was waiting for my wife to get home so i thought i'm gonna flip through the channels and i came across american werewolf in london and oh, i'd seen it great movie long long time ago hadn't really seen it for a while and i thought you know i want to watch this so um i got to watch about half of it she got home the next night when i was waiting for her, i watched the other half but boy it brought back some some good memories and and uh i i had kind of forgotten about some of it it was a lot of fun to watch and, and seeing the special effects from like the early 80s um, they, they did a really good job on it rick baker at his best of course i think rick baker did the was he the, did the yeah he was the guy and yeah it just was so good yeah yeah i think they won or or at least nominated for um academy awards for the special effects and makeup yeah so. yeah great yeah, movie cool yeah <clears throat> so my 80s moment happened just yesterday I was like again during my damn listen to music or something but one thing I love to listen to is on Apple Music Huey Lewis hosts a show yeah. and it's just him talking about whatever topic kind of very similar to the Rick Springfield thing he does on the 80s on 8 but he you know he'll like pick a year or a category and he'll talk about it play some songs 
Well, the one I was listening to yesterday, Joe Montana, the 49ers quarterback that you won four Super Bowls. Uh, I'm a 49ers fan, by the way, so I had to listen to that one. So he's there with Huey Lewis, and they're talking about stuff. And they're they're very good friends. They're both. Joe was playing in San Francisco during the '80s. Uh, Huey Lewis was at his peak of his career in the '80s, and that's where he's from. So you know, get all these circles. And uh, Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott, Dwight Clark, and there's one mm-hmm. other 49er actually sung background on Hip to Be mm-hmm. Square. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. The cool part about it is Joe's talking about some of his favorite bands that were in the San Francisco, the Bay Area at that time. And, of course, you can't talk about that area without talking about Journey. And he was talking about he was at this high-scale restaurant. Him and his wife were out on a date. And the guys from Journey were, like, in a private room just off to themselves talking he said, and Steve Perry walked out, and you can just tell he was mad, and he, sl- he slammed the door and walked away, and another guy came out. He didn't mention who it was, and Joe's like, what's wrong with Steve? You know, these guys are on first-name basis with these guys. He's like, he just left the band. Oh, wow. Wow. Ooh. Montana was Ooh. the first person to know that Journey oh, was outside the band. <laughs> so, wow. Just, Interesting. Yeah, so I thought, wow, this is, that is nuts. So, yeah, if you guys get a chance, listen to that. Uh, listen to Huey Lewis. Uh, he'll like he'll pick a spotlight year or he'll do something like, these were the, these songs all won Oscar for best song in the 80s or, you know, in the 1982, 83, whatever. So that's that's a very good show. He does a good job, and uh, just yeah, it's Huey. So it's good awesome. stuff. Can I tell a quick story about Huey? Absolutely. Um, I'll be brief. I, I completely blew my chance to get his autograph. I'm sitting in an airport, and he's sitting like two seats away from me, and I completely chicken out oh. because he yeah because he was upset talking to someone on the phone, upset, and then he hung up, and he just seemed so upset. And go figure, about two minutes later, a, a nice-looking woman comes up to him, asks for his autograph. Oh, sure. Oh. Signs his autograph. And I'm like, oh. Well, Charlie, oh. my funny you story. got the same response since you're not a nice-looking woman. <laughs> I know. I mean, you're a good-looking guy. Let's be oh, honest. Thank you, but, but, yeah, well, you know, I completely blew it, and I'm so disappointed because oh. uh, I love I loved him and his group. So I choked. Wow. Choked. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah, Maybe. next time. So we're going to take a brief break here, and we're going to be right back talking about our 80s tunes that were covered. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. Last week, we talked about songs from the 80s that were covers from previous decades. Now we're going to go kind of the opposite end of that spectrum, and we're going to talk about 80s songs that were covered later on by other artists beyond their original version. Let's start off with... Everybody's nervous. Kevin. All right. Uh, The song I picked was Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. So this song came out in 1983. It was a huge hit. It went to number one. It stayed there for four weeks. It ended up being the uh, number six song for the year. So it was it was uh, quite a popular song. It was uh, nominated for a Grammy. She didn't win, but she was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Um, I've actually heard the cover on the on the radio before I'm, I'm flipping through the channels and I'm like, well, what is this horrible version of the original? It's uh, a dance tune that was uh, covered uh, by Nikki French in 1995. So there's t- right. two versions by Nikki French. Um, one's 
kind of falls a little bit more along the Bonnie Tyler long, but then kind of picks up in the middle. The dance version is pretty much an upbeat song all the way through. I personally don't know why Total Eclipse of the Heart would be made into an upbeat peppy song because the the lyrics and peppiness don't go together. No, um, not at all. No. no, but this was a big hit. Um, a, a, the the dance version was a big hit, and it went to number two in the U.S. Believe it or not, on the Billboard. Really. Hot Dang. And uh, yeah, number mm. five in the UK, so not quite as good as the as the original, but still pretty pretty good. good. And she won two awards at the night. And here's something you've maybe never heard of: the 1995 High Energy Music Awards. Have you ever heard of the? I've never <laughs> heard of the High Energy. It's like they just create these award shows <laughs> so people have something yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, never. I've never seen that one before. But uh, she yeah. had the single of the year and best female vocal performance. So. uh have any of you ever heard that version on the radio? Not till today. I have heard it. It's vaguely familiar from the past. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same. I have Sirius XM. And so I have presets for 80s, 70s, 90s. And I have probably heard it from the 90s station at some point in the past. I, I was flipping yeah. through and probably heard it. But, but I definitely had heard this before. And uh, I was like, ugh. No, it's not my cup of tea, but. So Total Eclipse of the Heart was my ninth grade dinner dance theme. So we wanted tacos putting on the Ritz and ninth grade was was junior high school for us. We wanted tacos putting on the Ritz, but the Catholic high school that was one of our big competitors had that for theirs. So heaven forbid we do the same one. So Total Eclipse of the Heart it was. You know, my better choice, I think. (laughs) I agree. Probably. Yes. My prom uh, song was putting on the Ritz. What? <laughs> I guess because you dress up for prom. So yeah, that was. I've got a, a glass downstairs of you know the silhouette of two people on it, and it says on it, putting on the Ritz. So that's wow. awesome. That's a good well, podcast topic, Rob. You do uh, you do prom theme? Maybe you've done that already. Theme. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's something there. Yeah. Well, our dinner dance was catered by Grandies. If that isn't a blast from the past, Grandies. Was Granny's not up north? Oh oh my goodness. It was like a fast food restaurant that was well known for chicken fried steak in Kansas where I grew up. And so you could go get chicken fried steak in a styrofoam container. It was actually pretty good. Wow. You had me a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) And I bet they had chicken too. I just always got the chicken fried steak. So it was good. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Art, what's your first song? Oh, my first song is going to be uh, The Tide is High by Blondie. This kind of interesting song. It actually could have been on our previous podcast because uh, there was a song by the Paragons back in the 60s. They're a Jamaican uh, vocal group from Kingston, Jamaica. Blondie went ahead and did the remake in 1980 off the album uh, Auto Americana, their fifth album. It reached, it was their third number one hit off that album, Top 100. What I thought, what I found interesting was that fact that, you know, the Paragons did it in 1960 and also in 2002, the Atomic Kittens returned and did the song in the UK. that are two female artists with the same version or same version of the song that hit the charts in the UK. It spent three weeks at the number one spot in the UK and topped the charts in Ireland and New, New Zealand also. And another thing I thought was interesting that the Atomic Kittens, the group was founded by uh, orchestral maneuvers in the dark uh, <laughs> numbers. Andy, was it McCluskey? Yep. And Stuart Kershaw. Wow. I didn't know that about That's that. Interesting. interesting. I'm an OMD fan. Not a huge one, but yeah. I like I like a lot of their stuff. Me, me too. That was one of the albums I had. It got destroyed. So, oh darn! I remember the uh, the video to the tide is high. <laughs> that that blue number one would float around. It. Oh yeah, awesome right. 80s <laughs> graphics. 
Yeah, it's true. It, it's probably one of my least favorite songs by Blondie. What's your favorite? Probably Rapture. I was going to say that's mine for sure. Rapture and Heart of Glass is probably a close second. Yeah, they were good. I, I like a lot of Blondie songs. I think maybe one way or another would be one The song about her stalker, as we talked about in the previous podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. And she did a cover of um, Liar Liar, too. Debbie Harry did, which is a very, very good cover. I could have used that one last week. Debbie. Okay, my first cover of an 80s song is Cyndi Lauper's 1984 hit, Time After Time. Then you It was the second single released from her debut album, She's So Unusual, and was her first U.S. number one, where it stayed for two weeks. And this was one of those songs. It was a song that in the 80s I thought was okay. I was more of a faster music, new wave sound. I didn't like the slower songs. Um, and so I hate to say it, but I liked the cover version that was released in 2016 better than the original. And the cover is by a group called Joseph William Morgan, and it's a duo. You would initially think it was just one person. It's a duo made up of Jose Villanueva and Matt Morgan. And they used, they recorded the song in 2018 and it was used, or 2016, and it was used in the series finale in 2018 for Timeless. And I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's a time travel show. You learn a lot about history as they're going back to make sure history doesn't get changed. And it was a show that my family enjoyed watching immensely together. And it was canceled and there was such an outcry by the fans that they came back with a two hour series finale movie about a year, year and a half after it was canceled. And one of the closing songs that was used in a very poignant moment was this version of Time After Time. And I had my son listen to this along with me. And both of us liked the new version better than Cindy Lauper's version. I know it's sacrilege on an 80s what? podcast, but we did. And um, the group has done several other 80s covers. They've done Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, In the Air Tonight, and Enjoy the Silence. And most of their songs are worked up with an orchestra. So if you watch clips of them doing the recording, it's in this huge studio. One of the clips I saw was an air studio. And you see the whole full orchestra out as they're doing the recording. So it's really kind of cool to look up and watch. Nice. Have you ever heard the Matchbox 20 version? I have not heard mm -hmm. that one, no. Mm -hmm. Very good. I, I think I like it better than Cindy Lauper's version, too. Yeah. Really? It's a little like this. And if you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting time after time. Oh, I like that one. I think of Romy and Michelle's high school reunion when I hear this song because remember in the dance scene when they danced oh, together yeah. and mm -hmm. yeah, barefoot That's and a fun movie. around. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was a great movie. I like that movie. That was. I awesome. loved it. Tammy, what about you? I chose Africa by Toto. Everybody knows it. I love mm -hmm. it. It's kind of overplayed by now, I think, but it's still a fabulous song. And mm -hmm. Toto is one of my favorite bands. And there's so much more than just a song. If you don't know Toto, 
listen yeah. to the rest of their catalog. Their songs are super rich with harmonies. They're complex musically. There's a lot going in on in the songs, including this one. So Africa was released in 1982 on album Toto 4. Fabulous album. Mm -hmm. It's easily their most favorite, famous song. And it tells the story of a guy who goes to Africa and wants to be with a girl who comes to see him. But he's torn because he'd have to leave Africa if they want to be together. And he loves both. So when my husband and I saw them in concert a few days ago, or few, when we saw them in concert a few years ago, they did an amazing eight-minute version of what they introduced as that song. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really cool. I don't usually enjoy a song going on that long, but man, it was amazing. The cover is by Weezer. Hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you. And it was pretty, pretty widely popularized, so people probably know it's been covered. December of 2017, a Twitter account was set up by a 14-year-old girl only to convince the alt band Weezer to cover this song. So in May 2018, the band released their version of the song. It worked. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. So it was, their, it was Weezer's first Hot 100 hit since... 2009 wow. and they did it kind of as a joke and it turned out to be a hit they actually turned it um out into a single and uh, released it okay. so i i don't think their their version is horrible but i'm not a weezer fan mm -hmm. i'm not a fan Same. of remakes in general <laughs> agreed um so i gotta say that and i have to say what i hate most about it is that it made Africa so ubiquitous that it's uh, it's people are tired of it now. Not me. I can never get tired of this song. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't turn that off if it's on the radio. Same. I love it, but oh man, it was like I, you couldn't turn on the the radio anywhere without it being on, and that kind of kind of annoyed me. I'm like, you guys are messing up a good song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the cover. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's definitely, definitely not the original. Not even, right. you know, it's not. But, you know, I like it. I, again, it goes back to, you know, just a slightly different interpretation of the original. So, you know, I can appreciate mm -hmm. it. And, uh, yeah, that's me. So I know Weird Al came up last week. Um, he was actually in the video for Weezer's um, video for this song. Oh, gee. Just kind of funny. He was the lead singer. Wow. Um, and really cool tidbit here. In January 2019, a sound installation was set up in an unknown location in the Namib Desert to play this song on a constant loop. It's just six speakers attached to an MP3 player powered by solar batteries, and it will play indefinitely. Wow. Wow. Good. Is it the Africa version or the Weezer version you're talking about? It is Toto. It's the original. Good. The Africa or the Weezer. Yeah, Toto or Weezer. Toto. <laughs> I'm not as dumb as I think I am. <laughs> I prefer the original, but I don't think For it's sure. a bad cover. It stayed pretty true to the original. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, Charlie, you're up. So my first one is uh, Land of Confusion by Genesis. And this song, a uh, huge, huge favorite of mine off the Invisible Touch album released in 1986. Uh, the song peaked at number four on Billboard uh, Top 100. Um, I, I just love, I love Phil's vocal on this song. And I know there's there's like a remastered version of this song, but I, I don't know about you guys. 
I feel like some of the remastered songs aren't quite as good as the original. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I really like this song. Uh, it's it's very well known for its creepy music video, if you remember. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the yeah. puppets. Yeah, the puppets. I think a company out of London that did this. Um, it was all too real. And <laughs> um, but yeah, it's super good tune. The cover was by actually a heavy metal band called Disturbed, and it sounds like this. This song was released in 2006 on their album, 10,000 Fists. Have any of you guys heard of Disturbed, by the way? I have. My husband I, listens to Disturbed. Okay. I, I hadn't heard of them. Yeah. Um, it actually, the song, that, so this, this, this cover actually hit number one on Billboard mainstream rock chart. And yeah, it's a very heavy sound, of course, but uh, not, not a bad tune. Um, the music video is pretty cool as well. It's, it's animated. And the music video is done by Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Um, remember who he is? Yeah, he, he created the comic Spawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's got a two about that. Would you? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my first one. I had heard of Disturbed. Don't really know much about them, but mm-hmm. I did check this cover out just you know because I'm trying to prep for the podcast. And not you, bad. Not bad. You know not the bad. song uh, "Down with the Sickness." That's the song I know them for. Okay. I don't. Yeah. You don't know that one. No. You probably if you, maybe if you heard it, you 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 might know it. Yeah. Um when did that come out? Or was that two thousands or oh like, man, I'd say probably late nineties or two thousands. Uh yeah, let's say it was recorded in ninety nine, released in two thousand. So I don't know much about heavy metal, but I have heard that one on the radio before. Sure. So my song, my first song, uh, I switched. I, I, we got all these things on, on uh, spreadsheets, and I send them out to everybody to make sure we're not duplicating songs. And I, I originally had I'm on Fire uh, by Kenny Chesney covering the Bruce Springsteen song. But then I realized I had two country songs, so I took it off. The song I have is I Melt With You, originally done by Modern English. Never really knowing it was always mesh and lace. I'll stop the world and melt with you. You've seen the difference and it's getting better all the time. There's nothing you and I won't do. The original version was released in 1982 and has been one of the most enduring songs of the 80s. It appeared in the film Valley Girl and got major airplay on MTV. continues to be a very popular song, so if you're listening to 80s radio stations, it gets played pretty much regular rotation. But surprisingly, on the Billboard charts in the U.S., it peaked at num- number 76, which is very Jeez. surprising. Which that is I, insane. I, I, yeah, I know. It, it, it's like... I, I knew it wasn't a top 10 song. I would have thought it would at least been a top 20 song, but it wasn't. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it has endured, and it's, it's, it's really good. So the cover uh, was done in 2004 by Jason Mraz. I saw the world thrashing all around your face Never really knowing it was always a mesh and lace Stop the world and melt with you You've seen the difference and it's getting better all the time There's nothing you and I won't do So it, it kind of a reggae feel. They re- he reworked it. I think it's an excellent cover. I mean, it's not going to touch the original in my book but i really enjoyed it a lot but i would challenge you guys if you want to hear some really cool cover tunes get the soundtrack to 50 first dates because it's loaded with 80s covers like hold me now by the thompson twins uh love song by the cure 
Lips Like Sugar by Echo and the Bunny Men, Your Love by the Outfield, Drive by the Cars, Slave to Love, Every Breath You Take, um, Friday I'm in Love. So they've done all of these. And the bands that did them, because like the movie takes place in Hawaii, so they've all kind of got like that that Hawaiian type of more laid back island uh, feel to it. So if you like that kind of music and you know, you like finding these interesting cover tunes or whatever, uh, you know, check it out. I think you might like it. That is it for the first half of this podcast. So hang tight. Uh, We're going to take a brief time out and we'll be right back with our number two songs. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. A lot of people are very mixed on cover tunes. Uh, some people absolutely hate the fact that cover tunes are even made. Like, why mess with the original? Why would we possibly mess with this great song and try to remake it? On the other hand, and here's the camp I'm in, I love hearing cover tunes. I love hearing what other people can do and reimagine a song that I may be familiar with. Uh, most of the time I like the original better, but every once in a while... I might like the cover better, but you know, teach their own. But mm-hmm. what we're going to do now is we're going to get back to our to our list here, and we're going to start off with Kevin. All right, uh, that was a nice segue because what I'm about to talk about is is a song where I actually do like the cover better. So the original is "Smooth Criminal" by Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. So this song came out in 1988. It was the seventh single from his Bad album, and it reached number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. So uh, very successful song for him. Mm-hmm. I kept hearing a song on the radio and was getting confused as to who I was hearing. <laughs> and, I, and I found out later what I was actually hearing on the radio and the song I liked much better was by Alien Ant Farm. So they covered it in 2001, and it was a huge hit. It's very, very upbeat. I think more so upbeat, a little bit more edgy than Michael Jackson's version. And uh, it was a huge hit. It went to number one in Australia and New Zealand, number three in the UK. Mm-hmm. It only made it to number 23 on the Billboard Hot 100, but it did make it to number one on the U.S. modern rock charts. It was featured in American Pie, the video has a lot of homage to Michael Jackson with some of his moves and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And and this is, again, one where I prefer the, the cover to the original. I think I do, too. Really? I would, mm-hmm. too. I, I would like the guitars in the, in the cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good tune, man. <laughs> definitely can get stuck in your head. You can. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, how about your second song? My second song is Mad World by Tears for Fear.
I chose this because it's a remake that I don't entirely hate, and that's kind of hard to find. Um, and that said, in the 80s, I never really knew the song. Mm-hmm. So I, that it kind of influences my opinion. My first exposure to it was when Adam Lambert sang it on season eight of American oh. Idol. And I was... He was amazing. Oh my gosh, oh, wow. I was blown away. so so cool so the originals from 1982 it was never a hit in the u.s it was tears for fears first hit in the uk and made it to number three on their singles chart so that and the fact that i lived in a small midwestern town ensured that i would probably never hear it in the 80s right (laughs) same same here so roland orzabal wrote it when he was only 19. wow wow which is pretty cool it's really heavy on synth feels kind of pop, but yet the lyrics are dark. So there's kind of a juxtaposition there and um, it's a cool song. The cover, however, made it even way, like way bigger than the original. And I actually like it better. Ah. Mm. Well, Americans Gary Jules and Michael Andrews took this version to number one in the UK in 2003 for three weeks. It was reworked for the film Donnie Darko in 2001. no synth there's no heavy percussion it uses piano and a couple other digital instruments and it's it sounds haunting but almost like something you learn in school it's so simple with the piano and the lyrics um, they're very melancholy there's there's no juxtaposition of kind of pop and and dark lyrics um, and a lot of people including myself say that this version of the song overshadows the original mm. Now, I know, I heard, I knew the original. When Songs from the Big Chair came out, I loved that album. Mm -hmm. So I went back and bought The Hurting later, because I'd never heard of it when it was out, and loved it, and loved Mad World. I, too, saw Adam Lambert do it on American Idol, and I thought, this guy's a genius reworking the song, and come to find out, he was just covering the reworked version of somebody else. Mm But yeah, I, I do like I do like the remake. It's very good. It's kind of very moody, and uh, just kind of uh, kind of gripping. Is that that's good? But yeah. I, I still prefer the original Eight Days a Week. So, yeah. Do you guys remember Susan Boyle from Britain's Got Talent? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So she covered it for her third album, and it's good. It's still haunting, but she's got such a sweet voice. It's almost it's just got a different feel for it all right debbie you take give us your number two my number two song is it's my life as recorded originally by talk talk And yeah, I love that song. Which, it was by released the way, before you before you announced this one. Three people tried to claim this song <laughs> as their cover, but Debbie was the first. So, you're right. <laughs> well, I was the second, but the first person wasn't able to do the podcast, so I was able oh, to slip right. in and grab it yes. if I remember. Yes, I got right. lucky on that one. 
as soon as you lose yeah that's awesome <laughs> so it was on their second album and was the first single release from talk talk second album in 1984 and i was surprised because for them it only peaked at number 23 on the u.s mm. billboard hot 100 um so it did not perform nearly as well as the cover that was done by no doubt in um 2003 And if you know, no doubt, it's uh, fronted by Gwen Stefani. So that's who does the, the recording of it. And it was recorded for their greatest hits album called The Singles 1992 to 2003. And they, they needed an original song for that album. And they chose to do a cover because Gwen Stefani was currently recording her solo project. And the band itself was on a hiatus. And so... They didn't have time to sit down and write a song together. And they it was between this song and In Excess's Don't Change. And they Ooh. obviously chose It's My Life. I don't know what they would have done with Don't Change, but I can tell you right now, I would have liked In Excess's version better. <laughs> yeah, me too. yeah, I, I, I would have too. Favorite song. <laughs> a good tune. I would guess they use It's My Life because it wasn't as familiar a song. They could, you know... Uh -huh. If you don't change automatically, you're want to going to compare. If you hear "It's yeah. My Life," you know those of us that kind of really, a little more obscure. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's cool. a lot of people that don't know "Talk Talk." That's yeah. right. They would. So, yeah, and I, I once again ran this by my 18 year old son to get a non 80s opinion. He prefers the No Doubt version. Again, what? may need to disown him. I prefer the Talk Talk version. Yeah, the Talk Talk. Yeah, yeah. Talk Talk. I, 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 that little squeeze toy noise in there. Yeah, I, I think they're both good. I mean, I mm -hmm. Gwen Stefani's got such a good voice. I, I, I either yeah. one I, I can I can listen to. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a no doubt fan as well. I mean, the original music video was a bit odd. Had all the animals. Uh, oh yeah, yeah like the special effects. Ever. Yep. And the yep. thing over his mouth. Yes. Right. And you know why that yeah. was? No. You know why the thing was over his mouth? They didn't uh, want to lip sync the song, if I remember correctly. There's something correct? with his yeah producer, something with the um with the record company that he was in, kind of in that butting heads and he wanted to he didn't want to lip sync so he yeah. he put the black over his mouth yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think he recently passed away too didn't he pass away a couple of years ago oh really leads oh, the lead singer of talk talk has passed away art well my uh my second song is under pressure by queen and uh, david bowie It was released in 1981, uh, later added to the Queen's Hot Space album in 1982. It reached number one in the UK, and uh, it was the Queen's second number one hit. Uh, Under Pressure was listed as number 31 in VHS 100 Greatest uh, 80s Songs and Videos. On, and a little story behind us, I don't know if Rob will remember this. <clears throat> I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> when we were man had teen obviously teenagers we we're in dc with a youth group and it was me rob and dave we we're in a mall and i was down to my last dollar <clears throat> and we're in a pizza shop and they got something to eat and i spent my last dollar playing under pressure what about eight times something like that <laughs> it kept repeating did they share their pizza with you as payment for that song no no, no, I. Bob, I'm sure we shared the pizza. If you, if you had nothing to eat, we would have shared it. In spite of the you fact guys were upset that I was playing that song over and over again. We were upset about it. We wouldn't have made you starve. But uh, Kevin might have, but I, I wouldn't have. There's the Robert Van Winkle controversy with the, the uh, oh, yeah. sample of that song. Yeah. Uh, there was a lawsuit out of that, which he later claimed that he purchased the song under pressure 
saying that the song made it made more financial sense buying the song and then paying out the royalties but um somebody from queen a spokesman said that wasn't true <clears throat> but the uh, remake was by uh the used in my chemical romance as a uh, tsami relief in 2005 It was only released on the internet and uh, downloaded track as a downloaded track. It went to what number twenty eight on modern rock chart and number forty one on the Hot one hundred for uh, those two bands. I wasn't familiar with that uh, cover. No, oh, I neither. So me neither. Till today. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> what I learned today. Yeah. Two hours ago. <laughs> That's what's so awesome about this podcast is we all learn something new as we yeah. go. Totally. Art Art threw us another curve and went off it off the uh, spreadsheet. He originally um, had um, yeah. Let's Dance by David. Yeah. Well, my research wasn't going the way I wanted it, so oh. <laughs> it's all good. All right, Charlie. So mine is Hungry Like the Wolf. Obviously, the original by Duran Duran off the Rio album. Released in May of 1982. And need I say more? I think to me, is this one of the best 80s tunes out there? Um, I know Deb. I know Deborah feels the same. Yeah. I know your. I know your history a little bit. Um, I remember the posting on Facebook. I know. I, I think that's your favorite. Um, yeah, it peaked at number three on the charts in 1983. And I just remember the music videos of that album, kind of like the form, they were filmed in India. That that vibe was really cool. So an all-time favorite for me. The cover is by a group named Amaru. Kind of like what Art said, I had found this out very recently. And it was released in 2010. And sounds like this band was formed by some members of Shinedown and Limp Biscuit, from what I read. And when you listen to this song, it, they sound a bit kind of like Blink 182, if I had to compare like what kind of sound this song has. I mean, so the cover's not bad. It's uh, not bad at all. But I'm kind of a, I rarely like the cover versus the original. And and, and so I'll take the, the Duran Duran version all day. But um but yeah. For my second tune and the final song of our podcast this week, I'm throwing the panel a bit of a curve. I originally had Romeo's tune on there, originally done by Steve Forbert and then covered by Keith Urban. But then there's this other song I thought I would use instead. Many of you are fans of the classic John Hughes movies of the 80s. In 1984, many of us saw 16 Candles, which is still an absolute classic today. And you may have heard this song towards the end when Samantha Baker, played by Molly Ringwald, finally lands her crush, Jake Ryan, this is Wish You Were Here by the Thompson Twins. There was another movie that was made. It starred the 2000s version, I guess. The closest they had to a Molly Ringwald would have been Emma Stone. This song was performed by the Carey Brothers in the film Easy A. And if you were here, I could deceive you. And if you were here, 
Neither song was released as a single, but if you're a fan of 16 Candles, you automatically identify that song. I think the cover version is very good. It's not the original. It doesn't have that same nostalgic feel that we have, but I still like it. So my apologies to the panel, and and now we're going to wrap up the rest of the show. Are there any other songs that you guys had that didn't quite make your list, but very well could have? I had one. It was Johnny Cash singing Depeche Mode's Personal Jesus. Oh, yeah. I looked that up, and I almost picked it. Yeah. I listened to it, and I kind of went back and forth and back and forth, because that was, like, classic. It's better than Depeche Mode's, too, I think. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I said, I said what I said. Yeah, do what I said. <laughs> I'll have to listen to the whole thing. I struggled finding two, to be honest with you. I kind of, yeah. like, once the 80s passed, I kind of just kept listening to 80s music. So, the only way I, oh, I will say, I, I was in the gym today. I actually texted Rob about this. I was in the gym today, and uh, Sweet Dreams... <laughs> By Marilyn Manson was playing over the oh, sound system. Like, oh, oh wow! Gonna wrap up this workout as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> creepy, That's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, creepy song. Well, to me, it's a creepy sounding song, but. Uh, that's just me, I guess. And then you add Marilyn Manson to it, and it gets even creepier. Right, so. right. And I think he did "Tainted Love" also. Marilyn Manson did, if I did recall. He really? wow. Yeah. Speaking Which I can see that happening. Um, yeah. <laughs> A few weeks ago, I had uh, I just ran across this random band who remade Tainted Love, and it's a band called Broken Peach. And I happened to be at Art's house a couple days later. I'm like, hey, did you see that? I sent you this link. Did you see this? And so he watched it, and I was there. Me and him and Dave were standing around watching it. Ten of these this band's videos later, we're still watching. Just like these guys are really good. Oh, so Broken yeah. Peach. Yeah, they're from Spain, and uh, they do an outstanding version. Here, here's just a little sample of it. So I almost used that one on my list, but I held back. But they do Tainted Love and then Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. It's a mashup in one song. You gotta look the video up. The video is nuts. It's, they're dressed like zombie nurses or something. So this like, is Sweet Dreams by Tainted Peach or Broken Peach? Yeah, Sweet Dreams right? okay. and Tainted Love. It's, it's they, they mashed them as one Tainted song. Peach? What? Tainted Peach. That would have been a better name band. for them. Yeah, there's three guys in the band and then four girls. <laughs> now, if you look at other videos, they look the girls are gorgeous, the guys are normal looking, and they just do different styles of music. And they're just, I, I liked them a lot. We were, how long were we watching their videos, Art? Oh, I'd say at least an hour. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh I, wow, you went down the rabbit hole. We yeah, did. I, and I got in trouble with that because I pulled up YouTube the next day and it was on the saved searches. So oh. wife wife wasn't happy that it was a safe <laughs> <laughs> because the girls were so pretty. Is that why she got mad? Yeah. 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 I went down the rabbit hole with the jo- Joseph William Morgan because I hadn't realized it was actually a duo that recorded um, time after time. And then when I saw they'd done other songs, I started listening to them and I was emptying the dishwasher with it playing on the speaker in the kitchen. And my husband walked in and said, what are you listening to? So <laughs> Yeah. Like, don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, there are a lot of... I, I really appreciate when a band wants to try to cover a song. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they were a hit once, so there's always a familiarity factor there when you go to do a remake. But uh, I just... I, I enjoy them, mostly. Some of them are crap. Yeah. But I, I, overall, I, I really do enjoy hearing cover tunes, whether it's a different genre, different... Um, tempo or just almost a copy of the original i i I like all of it so i appreciate that guys anything else to add this week nothing just thank you for having us on guys i appreciate you you guys giving up your time um Mm -hmm. all all uh all six of you i just i appreciate all you've done uh you know giving up your night and so forth and it's it's been very fun doing the podcast 
but then he like hearing these different versions of these songs is it's a blast so thank you thank you thank you all right we'll be back next week what are we talking about i don't know we'll figure it out but uh thank you for joining and we are going to leave last week we did cover me by bruce springsteen this week we're doing cover me by the Boombox hearts guys look what you did there (laughs) Uh, awesome (laughs) guys thank you very much take care god bless Seen enough, I don't wanna see anymore. Just cover me. Come on in and cover me. While I've been looking for a lover who will come on in and cover me. Well, our dinner dance was catered by Grandy's, if that isn't a blast from the past. Grandy's? Was Grandy's not up north? No. Oh, my goodness. It was like a fast food restaurant that was well known for chicken fried steak.